0: Welcome to the Dynasty Pro's Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football. From player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob
1: and Rob.
0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Dynasty Pro's Fantasy Show. I am your host, Bob Miller. And as always, I have my co-host Rob Sprout on here. Rob, how are you doing, man? I'm doing
1: great, man. What's going on? Oh,
0: nothing much, man. Just uh, kind of had a little mishap there when we were starting off the show, but
1: uh, uh, we got it all. <laughs> it
0: we got it all great. straightened out. Yep. <laughs> had to, I had to remember what show we were recording. Absolutely, we only got you know a handful of them each week. So, man, let me let me ask you: How did this weekend treat you? Were you? Uh, did you get bit by the injury bug in any leagues? Did anything happen? I mean, there, there, there was a lot of stuff that happened this 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 past weekend. Any of it hit you?
1: Yeah, uh I had a good bit of it actually. Kind of messed me up. Um a lot of it was Austin Eckler. I own that guy everywhere. Ugh. And oh my god, it just killed me. Like I didn't I didn't know what to do. I was watching some of the games and I was like, Man, this would be the perfect time to be able to edit my roster mid-game, and you know, of course, you can't do that. So here we are, and I was just watching all my teams lose to other teams that didn't have any injury issues. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I kind of went,
1: through, <laughs> I went through it this
0: weekend, man. I lost some running backs. I, I, I got Eckler pretty bad. I, I have a league, you know, a dynasty league where I lost Saquon a few weeks ago. Now I just lost Nick Chubb. I mean, goodness gracious! I built a nice dynasty there, and uh, that hurt. And then in another league, man, I I had Kenyon Drake going and and Austin Eckler going, so that oh, that killed rough, me.
1: That's a rough. Week.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and and then in a couple of leagues where I actually was winning, I got kiddled. George Kittle went off on yeah, me. Yeah, he did. So uh, yeah, it was it was a rough rough weekend for me, man. But. Uh, you know, the best thing about it, that that's in the past. And, uh, you know, we can't do anything about that. All we can do is help the folks out there. We, we've made some adjustments ourselves this week. So let's, uh, let's see what we can do to help the folks out there make any adjustments if they've been hit by the injury bug. Um, You know, moving forward. Absolutely, man. But let's, excuse me, let's, let's get started off with some of the, the latest news that's come out this week. And, and, and let's start with Bill O'Brien. I mean, I wish I had a hallelujah, like soundbite to play right now because I would, but I
1: bet, I bet you would if you were a Texans fan.
0: Oh, goodness gracious, man. (laughs) Yeah. I bet Branson over there at the back row Texan show is probably ecstatic and and listen. I work with a guy that's from Houston. He's a diehard Texans mm-hmm. fan. Um, he was super super stoked about it, and I just thought it was so goofy that Bill O'Brien, you know, just two hours earlier, like names himself pretty much like you know I'm the offensive coordinator. I'm taking over play calling and everything. Yeah, and two hours later, yeah. bye bye. So,
1: uh, it's funny because he was also the GM, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he so was. Uh, how do you a, fire yourself?
0: No, that was ownership. I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Ownership.
1: But it's still funny to think about, like, you're the GM and the head coach, and you just want to do all the things. You couldn't even do one thing right.
0: No, oh, he didn't. That's, it's, it's no
1: wonder he's gone. I mean, all, his, all of his actions have been questionable. They have. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. The entire league basically just laughs at him. Like, even the Jets are laughing at him. Yeah, Adam Gase is laughing at him, let's just put it that that's, way. That's sad. Yeah. That guy's that guy's going soon too. He's
0: next. He's definitely next. But yeah, he is. You know, with with Bill O'Brien being gone, you know, he's made some questionable moves. I mean, we obviously know about the David Johnson DeAndre Hopkins deal that just mm-hmm. is just crazy. But with uh, with Romeo Cr- Cr- uh, with Romeo taking over, I just totally messed up his last name. But with him taking over the head coaching job, do you think? that this has an effect fantasy-wise as far as the Texans' offense? Do we, uh, do we see a more, more focus on the running game? Do you think this changes things for, for uh, Deshaun Watson? I mean, what's your thoughts? Or do you think it just really isn't going to have much of an effect?
1: I think the biggest effect is going to be on the confidence of Deshaun Watson. What they really need to focus on is shoring up their O-line. Mm-hmm. And if that's practicing better and making sure that they can use the players they have, then that's what they need to do. And they got to get their shit together for poor Deshaun Watson. That guy's out there running for his life like every other play. You can't expect him to be a good quarterback and be able to throw the ball if you cannot protect him. So first things first, protect Deshaun Watson. Second thing, I think they're going to have a little bit more, uh, what do you want to call it, like a user-friendly offense for him. They got to get his confidence back up. So easy routes. Have, you know, Randall Cobb out there running easy routes. Brandon Cook's out there running easy routes. Dumb it down. Simplify the offense. You have David Johnson, who's a great receiving back as well. So, why not run, like, two wide or a two-running back setup and have one of them blocking for him to help? And then the other one kind of swing out on a, you know, just a little out route to catch the ball. They got to do stuff to help out Deshaun Watson. And I think that they're going to do that. I'm hoping they do that. And you're going to see some of the players on the Texans come a little bit more into fantasy relevance. I, everyone's been waiting for it, and it hasn't happened. It's like, well, who do I start this week? Jordan Akins, Maybe. Randall Cobb? Oh, he's going to blow up one week every five weeks. Uh, Brandon Cooks? Who knows what that guy's doing? I, I just don't get it.
0: Yeah, so, we had high hopes. We had. I, I personally mm-hmm.
1: had high hopes.
0: I mean, even in a... Uh, you know in a few shows back when we did our bold predictions i had you know brandon cooks could finish as a top 15 wide receiver boy i'm don't a, that way yeah you know, it, it somebody had to get those targets um but you know it's just the, the offense just doesn't look good at all no. and and so it's just it, it it's it's a train wreck there right now and hopefully uh they can get it you know pull it together and uh you know maybe just, like you said don't don't make it overcomplicated, man. Let these guys go out there, have some fun, throw the ball around, sling it around a little bit, and, uh, you know, maybe that, that, that you know, helps us maybe have a, a Will Fuller, you know, becomes a little bit more consistent. And maybe Brandon Cooks becomes fantasy relevant. But right now he's not. He's not at all. I mean, people are just – people are dropping him, you know, in, in leagues. yes, yeah, all
1: that. I had a couple leagues that I saw Brandon Cooks was dropped. I was like, ooh. Now, granted, they're not like super deep dynasty leagues, but still – that that's a hot name to be seen on the waiver wire. Yeah,
0: it's kind of hard to let him sit there, you know.
1: Yeah. For I sure. was in a
0: league, I was in a league uh, uh, t- like 2 weeks ago a guy dropped uh Darius Slayton.
1: Mm, yeah. He
0: caught me off guard, man. I picked him right up and uh well, hasn't done much since I picked him up, so, you know. Right. I mean, we'll...
1: the the theory is there. The problem is Daniel Jones isn't a good quarterback. He showed a lot of promise toward the end of last year and he's just really struggling. I think not having Saquon as a primary weapon, oh, it's killed. It is devastating that team because there's no threat from the running game. No, and maybe the more comfortable, uh, who's there now, Devonta Freeman? Yeah, the more comfortable he gets in the offense, which is looking like that. He went from having like one fantasy point the first week he played to what like ten last week. Mm -hmm. So he's getting more touches. So he's getting more familiar with the offense. You know, Devonta Freeman was no slouch in Atlanta. He just seem to always be kind of banged up.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe that'll help. He's also good at blocking, so that's going to help Daniel Jones out. But what? poor Daniel Jones, man. I have him in super flex leagues, and he's just riding my bench because he's putting up single-digit uh, yeah, numbers. Yeah, man. I, I, I can't. I, I can't he, start him in superflex. Like, no. who cares? I'll put. I'll take a chance on somebody else. There's so many
0: leagues. I mean, that's a one-quarterback league, and he's on the waiver wire. You know, he's sitting there. There's so many other oh, easily. better yeah. options. There's so many better options. And people thought that Jason Garrett was really, really going to help his development. And I think he's going to be okay. I don't want him – I'm not going to label him the, the, the newest Sam Darnold or the – I mean, Dwayne Haskins has already been benched for crying out loud. I mean, you've – you know, Kyle Allen is now the starter in Washington. I called that. I called that. You did call that. You did mm-hmm. call that. I remember that. Uh yep. You know, you, you said that before the season. You said, well, you know, we've got uh, Ron Rivera,
1: Kyle Allen. It, it's only a matter of time. And uh, what's-his-face, the offensive coordinator came from Carolina, too, mm-hmm. who happened to be coaching Kyle Allen the year before with Ron Rivera. Yep. He. I just think that Dwayne Haskins is another Ohio state quarterback. Yep. And that's unfortunate to say, cause they're a hell of a college team. The problem is they're just that college. Right. And there's some teams there's some schools that are like that. I mean, Alabama has like, been that Alabama has like, been that way for years. I mean, in Alabama, Florida, right. The whole Tim
0: Tebow experiment. Like it's just, Hey, come on now. Do you, Jeff Driscoll. Come on.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Yeah. That's why he's the starter. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About that. So anyway, I mean, you got good system quarterbacks like Kyle Allen. He just fits what Ron Rivera wants to do. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening. How do we so, get all the way? How do we get all the way there from Bill O'Brien? Hey, listen, it's it's just news. It's news around the league. We're covering. Ride the it. roller coaster. We got yeah,
0: it. yeah. It's pretty wild. So you know, speaking of the roller coaster, and we're going all up, dude. Tell me what. Listen, I live in Tennessee. Tell me what the hell's going on in Nashville over here with the Titans. What What are they thinking right now?
1: I don't know. you talking about with them going over to one of the schools to practice and do a workout? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I was looking, and I just kind of read through some articles. I didn't even see if they named a school they were at. But there was some comment like, look, these guys don't go work out just for fun. Uh yeah, most people that are super athletic do work out for fun, right? They just have a structured workout during the season for football things. So they got to stick with that. And the team is probably telling them to go do that because that's the only way they can honor their contract. They have to maintain weight, right? So when they sign a contract that says, yes, I guarantee you, I will stay between 240 and 238 pounds, like that's really difficult for somebody to just maintain. A, it's It may not be that drastically close, but they're expected to maintain themselves. If the facility's not open, then the guys can't do that. They can't do anything. So they're constantly trying to stay ready to play, and it's just not able to be done because all the Titans' facilities are closed. So they attempted to do, do a loophole workaround and got caught.
0: They, they did, and, and I mean... You know, it was uh, like you had said something earlier, uh, you know, it's blatant disregard of the NFL's COVID protocol. And and you're a military guy and mm-hmm. and, and and you <laughs> you for a living, you live by extremely strict rules and you can't there's no bend there. You know, there there's yep. lives on the line for crying
1: out loud. Mm-hmm. So you can and really, it's the same for these guys. And I exactly. I think that there's some people that don't get that and that's fine. COVID doesn't affect everybody the same. A lot of these guys that are the athletes that are super in shape, they have great immune systems. They take vitamins. They do everything to keep their bodies up and going. I mean, for instance, like Cam Newton, he tested positive. He hasn't shown a single symptom, but he's positive. And the guys that are showing positive, they don't talk about how sick any of them are. They're just positive for COVID. Yeah. None of them are like super sick, but I, Mm -hmm. I promise you, it's putting people in the hospital out there Mm -hmm. and and I don't know. I, one of my guys that I work with was in the hospital for shoot, I don't even 14 days. And he's got like random phantom pains in his body still. And it's been like two months. Yeah. I think we we have all,
0: we all have family or friends that have been affected by COVID. Mm I mean, um, you know, luckily knock on wood, um, that, (laughs) that I haven't had it. Um, but and, and neither has my family. But like you said, it affects everyone in a different way. Some people get sick. Some people get really really sick, and then some people just they're test positive and they don't feel a thing. Um, yeah. So it, it's it, it's so weird. It's so weird. But really regardless, strange. if you're still carrying that, um, you can if you if you infect someone else. Um, you know, you can't guarantee how they're going to be able to handle it or if they infect another person in their family or their child or something. Um, that's my biggest
1: fear. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right. the- and, and these guys are taking that risk. And you know what? They still have families and they go home to their families. Their families may not be in as good a shape as they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or have a, a, as good of an immune system and then are hanging out with other friends and doing other things. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't hang out with friends and other family members and stuff, but I'm also not in an environment where people are spitting and sweating and all kinds of stuff all the time. Yeah. And screaming and yelling, you have a bunch of stuff flying out of your mouth. Like, that's just not my environment. So I'm a, a little bit less of a risk. I'm also wearing a mask all day, every day. So it's, it's a little bit different. These players, when they're in the gym, I guarantee they don't have masks on. And I'm not a big mask advocate or anything, but there are mitigation things out there to help them not spread it. And again, they got caught. I just think it's irresponsible. I, I don't know. You it's got- extremely
0: irresponsible. I, I completely agree. And and now it's starting. I mean, we, we saw what it did with the Pittsburgh game, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we saw that it, uh, you know, it delayed the the New England and Chiefs game a day. Luckily, we got that game in because, golly, everyone was panicking. Uh, mm-hmm. last week trying to freak out and wonder who they're going to start. And, you know, they're contacting their commissioner of their fantasy league, trying to figure out, what, what do I do? What do I do? I know I had – you you know, there's a league I'm in that you, you're the commissioner in, and, yep. and you made some changes that, that worked. And, and I did the same thing in a couple of the leagues that I run. So, um, you know, it all worked out for the, for the best, but it's starting to spread. It's starting to take effect of the league now with Stefan Gilmore – uh, being positive uh, with the uh, with the Patriots, and now uh, reports that there's some players, a player or or m- multiple players uh, with the Raiders that have been has tested positive, and and they're supposed to travel to Kansas City, um, you know, this weekend. Yeah, I mean, so,
1: so you're looking at a bunch of losses. I mean, obviously, first and foremost, we hope anyone that is COVID positive gets through it, and nobody else has any issues that their families and everything are all healthy and safe, right? That's first and foremost on the list. We're Absolutely. all humans, right? So a- as humans, I hope everyone is doing great. As a fantasy football player, I'm kind of pissed, right? Because I pay money for these leagues. Absolutely. Right, and there's contingencies in there, and I think, uh what is it, League Safe is like week seven or something like that it was kind of their policy, like for when you get refunds for the league. Otherwise, you got to figure out how you're, who you're going to pay. So there's ways to work around that, and you can vote on everyone just getting paid basically. But uh, I, I don't know. There's, I, there's I think people, things I've... like you're look you're looking at stuff like now you got so many games that might not be getting played. Like how do you account for that for the week? You know, and and you could do it manually. However, none of these fantasy football hosting sites are prepared for COVID. They're not prepared for is there going to be two more weeks of the season? How do I account for that? Yeah. How do I account for those points? Maybe I need to switch all my leagues to points four instead of best record.
0: I mean, that's I a know. possibility. That's, that's or maybe a, you just thought. go to best. You know, go to best ball or something. I don't know.
1: But and I don't want to do that either. But you, I, I you might be right
0: because you're I, I looking
1: in now the the titan the Titans and Bills game is probably not going to happen in Nashville.
0: And, and, it's and probably they not because they may have to move. I mean there may be a week 18 i mean and that could be officially right. covid week and so I,
1: i'm in i'm in a, a a group on groupme uh it's the trade addicts patreon group chat and there's a guy on there who's got a masters in sports medicine he was talking about some of the nfl's plans and stuff he's like look i don't really talk about like what i do a whole lot he said but this is what the nfl's talking about doing they're talking about extending the season like a week or two for now Potentially even moving the Super Bowl, but they got to move kind of quick. So there's a chance that happens. But right now, like for the time being, we talked about extending a week or so. How does that affect this week when fantasy is still happening?
0: Well, if they cancel the game, say if they postpone it pretty quickly, then you make adjustments just like any bye week. I mean, I know it's a little bit more sudden. But listen, how does it affect, like, fantasy playoffs if there's an extra week there? Do you take your fantasy championship game and say that, all right, it's uh, week, I don't know, week 16 and week 17, and then we really don't care a whole lot about week 18? I mean, there's so many decisions to be made and and things that we as commissioners really need to – Keep in mind, uh, be aware of and and try to be proactive. You know, if if, if you're listening to the show and you're you commission a league, start thinking of of ways to combat this, you know, because this, this may actually happen. And so we yeah, need to be I think,
1: prepared. I think I'm gonna give there's a podcast out there called Commission Possible, and I've heard about it, and I don't know much about it. Um I haven't listened to it. I think I'm going to, and see if they've answered some of these questions, and maybe that's something I can propose to them, and then we could bring it over here. But I, I just, I'm really concerned about even just your week-to-week. If you talk about playoffs now, we could be losing. We already, look, it's already a bye week for the Lions and Packers, so those players are gone. Mm-hmm. If the Raiders game is out this week, that's the Raiders and the Chiefs players gone. If the patriots game doesn't go this week. That's Patriots and Broncos players gone. Right? And then Titans Bills, you're it's even more players gone. Yeah. Dude, that's eight teams on a bye this week basically.
0: That's uh I mean that's wild and and this could happen and it could happen almost every week. Yeah. So, uh I I don't even think we've seen the craziness that that may be coming so I mean uh,
1: I'm, I'm half tempted you know if some stuff really goes down this week and then looking at what next week does I don't know I, I might wind up talking with the leagues that I commission and be like hey how does everyone feel about just getting refunded for the season before this week seven deadline and maybe I can make some things happen
0: oh yeah I mean I had a guy you know call me the other night and yell at me uh, you know, I send out a message, you know, Saturday saying, "Hey, listen, um, g- just like you did in one of the, the league that I'm in, uh, mm-hmm. if you have a chief starter or if you have a a, a Patriots starter, you name that guy your starter. But listen, if that game does get p- postponed and, and you're not playing, name me a backup. Go ahead and now before the one before any kickoff, of the games are played, yeah. yes, give me a backup. And if your guy does not play," Um, then we'll use your backup. And, and I had a guy call me up and just went off on the phone, thought that that was complete BS. And and he thought, oh, you should be treating this like a Monday night game. And, and if someone's questionable uh, and you take that risk and they don't play, then that's on you. And I said, bro, bro, this is that's not what this is, man. I, I said, it's not benefiting anyone. I mean, it's benefiting not anyone in particular. It's benefiting the whole league. Um, yeah, and first we, and
1: foremost i play this game for fun
0: yeah we're, we're, i'm just trying to make it fair for everyone because yeah. this this is a crazy situation and and it's and it's just begun so um you know we just want to make sure we're proactive and that we're doing everything in the best interest of the league and so uh he just he hated that he I think it was because he he really didn't have any Patriots or Chiefs players, and so he he just wanted to have that advantage, and <laughs> right. and that was that. So you know, I didn't it, you know it all worked out okay, but that was last week, man, and we don't know what's to come. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be pretty wild. But let's uh, let's kind of dive into some of the stuff that's happened. I mean, dude, we have been killed by injuries so far this this year. I mean, we talked about Saquon mm-hmm. and Nick Chubb. And Austin Eckler, but look at all these stars. All I mean, dude, if you had the first or second pick in the draft and you took Saquon or Christian McCaffrey, man, you're 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 just in dire straits right now. You're hurting. Unless, I mean, maybe you got Mike Davis. Maybe you had that. But who did? Who honestly did? That's a hopeful.
1: I snagged him off waivers or something as soon as the injuries started happening and. Uh, a lot of your Saquon and McCaffrey owners took like Austin Eckler in round three or something later or round four. You know, he Austin you Eckler know, fell I, on a yeah. bunch of my drafts that were startups. I, dude, I took
0: uh, I he, had a I, I had a pick at the turn and I took Eckler and Chubb back to back. Goo. Yeah, yeah. So, That's struggle bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Man, so, so, so yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at like Christian McCaffrey coming back probably in another couple weeks here. He had a high ankle sprain. Um, I don't know. He was fighting to even get back into that game, but mm-hmm. I have a feeling they're just kind of saving him. They're still playing okay. Mike Davis is okay. There's no reason for them to rush him back.
0: I agree. Now, if
1: they, went, if they were on like a losing streak right now, then you may see Christian McCaffrey pushing a little harder to come back and play. They don't necessarily need him ASAP. So it's not very... Smart. You know, same thing with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb
0: doesn't need to be rushed back. They have Kareem Hunt and then everyone rushed out this week to get to Ernest Johnson off the wire. And and I hope I hope that it pans out. I hope that if you spend a lot of fab money to get him, I hope that it pays off. Um, I certainly don't want to see another Naeem Hines or or Keelan Cole or Russell Gage situation Mm -hmm. where everybody went nuts and uh, they haven't done anything since you picked them up. So, I,
1: th- I think Russell Gage is going to bounce right back. Julio Jones is going to be out again. Um, man, what did I say it. about
0: Julio? What have I been saying about Julio for, I mean, all off season, It was time to, if you were it's a Julio owner, up. move on before this right here happened.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of fantasy players out there, though, that Julio is the kind of wide receiver he's going to die on your roster. A yeah. lot like Larry Fitzgerald, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean... People people want him, like, oh, God, I know he's going to do good, but this is Dynasty, and I don't know that I want to take the risk on paying for him for one year. Well, mm-hmm. people have been saying that for the last three years, four years with Julio. For some reason, you know, they hit that age wall. They're like, oh, he's 27 years old. Time for him to die. Like, no. I mean, Julio's, what, like 31? Yeah. Something like that. But honestly, I, I think he just kind of has a little injury bug going on. Um they're having what appears to be some coaching issues in Atlanta. Um, I don't know if they're trying to do too much or what's going on there. I feel like their defense well, just kind of gives you know, Julio's up halfway always the game. Well,
0: Julio's always been banged up. You
1: know, I mean, yeah.
0: every, every, you know, every It seems like he rides week. a
1: questionable tag every, every season. So, yeah, I get you.
0: And, and and now you got Michael Thomas with the high ankle. And it looks like he could probably play right now, but they don't want to rush him back. But with their record right now, they, they could might probably use him. They, they need him. They need him right. badly. The,
1: the, uh, there's two schools of thought on that. And I think that, you know they pulled off the last win last weekend. If they can continue to play solid football without him for another week or so, I think that's what they do. And – the idea is that he's healthy for them to make a playoff run. They're trying to get Drew Brees a Super Bowl. Mm hmm. So, th- and they need him. It's very obvious they need Michael Thomas back. But he's not going to do them good if he's not 100% healthy. He can go out there and risk re injuring real quick.
0: Yeah. It, it, you're absolutely right. But he, he, he will be back. You know, uh, it hurts because that was a first-round pick for a lot of people, just like mm-hmm. McCaffrey and, and Nick Chubb might have been a first-round pick. Hell, Julio might have been a first-round pick for you. So it it stinks. It, it hurts right now. So these these teams that sh- should have had these stacked lineups, and golly, man, they always say you can't win your league in the first round, but, buddy, you sure can lose it. So this is a – I don't know if there's been any year uh, that's proved that more right now uh, than this year, and 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 speaking of which, I I, I met I said this a, f- a few episodes back to you, and I think you you strongly disagreed with me, but I mentioned that I thought it was time to maybe trade Saquon because I was concerned about injuries with him. He seemed to you be did getting, say that yeah. he seemed to be getting a little banged up.
1: Um, he, and, man he just landed weird i know it i you know, I know and it. acls happen to everyone so they do. Uh, you know and that dude's got those tree
0: g- trunks for legs if anybody can he'll probably you know he'll probably have an acl with its
1: own little bicep when he's all done with it you know right right yeah <laughs> yeah so like, oh, my my acl has an acl now <laughs> exactly i'm good yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, That's you know, funny. I mean,
0: I, I hope, gosh, man, I hope I've got Saquon in a couple of leagues and, 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 you know, dynasty leagues and actually three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, man, I hope the best for him man. he seems like a really good guy. And, 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 and like we always say, man, we hate to see any of this stuff happen to anyone, mm-hmm. but, um, you got to kind of, uh, look in that, you know, kind of keep your glass half full, In a way, like I hate to see that Sam Darnold got hurt, but you know what time it is now? It's Flacco time.
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, gosh, yeah. Absolutely. Flacco, uh, I think that he will do better than Sammy
1: Darnold. I really do. I wouldn't be surprised, but I think that... Uh, it's it's gonna be Flacco, the Flacco
0: it's gonna complaint. be the Flacco Brashad perriman connection once again, oh gosh,
1: yeah, we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Let's move on to really the things I I wanted to get at. You know, we're not take a whole lot of time, but you know, let's talk about some of our biggest surprises uh, through the first four games, the quarter of this season. Um, you know, some of our overperformers and some of our <laughs> underachievers, and mm-hmm. and. Let, so let's, uh, I don't know, do we want to start a little negative or do we want to start uh, start positive? Let's start negative so we can so end can, on a positive note. End
1: on note. a positive note. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: So we've already kind of brought up some of these underachievers, and we'll start at the quarterback position. Listen, we don't need to talk anymore about Deshaun Watson, but we all uh, anybody that's a Watson owner um, expects more out of him and expected more out of him. But mm-hmm. there's plenty of season to go. They've made that coaching change. So let's hope that that's uh, for the betterment of Deshaun Watson and that offense. Um, Drew Brees, in my opinion, has been a little bit of a letdown. I mean, he put up great, great points last, last year. Uh, not so much, but there again, he's missing Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel that, that, Jones, that. we talked about Daniel Jones. Poor Danny Dimes. Um, yeah. I had such high hopes for him, but I want to get to my last quarterback on this underperforming. And, and, and I know he's not got a lot of receivers to, to pass to, and I get it. I really do get it. So I don't want to kill him so much, but he's making some bad decisions, some bad throws. And a lot of it is on him. And that's Carson
1: Wentz. Yeah. And,
0: he, he looks like he's got the yips. Yeah, man. It's like taking you know, three steps back.
1: I don't understand what what's happening there. Um, he looks like he's getting okay pass protection. I wouldn't call it the best, but you, you know, I, I, he's got wide receivers out there that he is very, very not used to throwing to, like at all. There's not any sort of rapport there, and I think it's building. Uh, you see, kind of some good rapport with Greg Ward and obviously the tight ends, but Zach Ertz didn't have a very good week either. So I, I don't know, I. I'm really confused what's happening with Carson Wentz. And the problem is, uh, what's that backup? Who'd they draft? Jordan Love? J- uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. That's it. I always yeah. get those two mixed up. So Jalen Hurts is there, and he was out there. in the first snap, they – I don't know if – maybe not the first one. He was out there for one play that I, I happened to click over to the game. And the first snap that he took that I saw, he dropped the ball. Like, he wasn't even paying attention. Mm-hmm. So – lack of concentration from him. And then you get Carson Wentz making bad plays. I don't know what they do. Maybe trade for uh, Nick Foles.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, hey, listen, I mean, maybe, maybe they need a wide receiver, but they should have Alshon Jeffrey coming back here real soon. Uh, Jalen Rager should be coming back as well. So uh, not that, that Alshon, he may not stay on the field very long. I don't know. I hope he does uh, for Carson Wentz's sake, but you know, things don't get easy for Carson Wentz. I mean, he, he, you know, he's got no walk in the park this weekend because he takes on your beloved Steelers.
1: Oh, man. He's at, in for a, reason, for a rough <laughs> at, Sunday.
0: At Pittsburgh. And then the following week, he travels to Baltimore. Or actually, and no, Baltimore. He, he's at home against the Ravens, and I don't think that matters. Um, it's no. going to be ugly for him the next two weeks. I feel yeah, real bad for he's him. He's
1: probably really dreading it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the city of Philadelphia is already calling for his head. I heard some audio clips from some of the radio things there. Like the, talking about how bad Carson Wentz is, and it's funny how f- quick they're f- they are to flip.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude, I was watching NFL as, Network as
1: fans. Like, come yeah. on, man! Like you were just talking about how much you you love like your your giant ginger, and then all of a sudden, no, I hate this guy. He's the worst quarterback in the NFL. He's got to go. Philadelphia Eagles, they don't know what they're doing. You should hear some of the stuff. Oh, they're, they're talking about trading him. I've seen it on like yeah. NFL Network
0: or ESPN or something. I'll I watched a couple of weeks ago. Send they were him like to hey. Pittsburgh. Yeah, they were talking about moving him, you know, like, hey, would they just need to wipe their hands clean of his contract and move on? And maybe with the way the NFL's going with this rushing type of quarterback, Jalen Hurts would be perfect for them. I man, I don't know. Whatever. I, I think it's pretty crazy to even consider moving
1: on from Carson Wentz. So well, Yeah, the quarterback thing comes and goes in waves though. You know what I mean, like with the running quarterbacks, and then there's pocket passers, and then it goes back to running quarterbacks and pocket passers, and you see it happen on every team. It's it's happened all the time. Yeah, we had like so, Cordell Stewart out there running a the wildcat in Pittsburgh. <laughs> what that's yeah. not, you know, that's not a normal Pittsburgh thing. And it, it, it works like a little New bit. It's like New Orleans. It's just Taysom yeah.
0: Hill stuff in New Orleans, man. I wish Taysom Hill. I'm sure he's a great guy. I just wish he'd go away, man. It's just so that what they're doing that I don't think it really helps them a whole lot you know no I don't either I I really don't so you know we've gotten off this uh you know let's get off these quarterbacks and really get to some of the uh, maybe my biggest disappointments so far this season man and that's Kenyon Drake Mm -hmm. uh you know he was a second round pick in almost every league unless some you know unless he fell to you in the third but regardless uh you had a pretty high investment in him and he's gotten one touchdown that's it. He's not rushing the ball at all. And the thing that's killing us in these PPR leagues is he—he's he's not catching the ball. Through the first four games, he has five catches on five targets for twenty yards. That's it. It's weird and, that he just disappeared.
1: I don't—I don't know what's
0: going on. Maybe he's hurt. And well, he took a—he took a shot the other night in the chest and uh, uh, left the game. And Chase Edmonds kind of finished it up, but. It's kind of wild as Chase Edmonds has more fantasy points at this point than Kenyon Drake through the first four games of the season. Um, so maybe it'd be sneaky, but maybe you start playing Chase Edmonds. And I know this. I will say this. I, I have brought a lo- that up
1: on your, your waiver episode you did with I, Tommy the other day. Yeah, I did. I, I, I'm going out there trying to get Chase Edmonds. If he's yeah. there, I'm taking him.
0: I own Kenyon Drake in a lot of leagues. He was one of my guys I targeted and uh, – and I did grab uh, Chase Edmonds in almost every one of those leagues. I don't handcuff a whole whole lot, um, but I did with with this, and and it may come back really to uh, to be a good good thing that I did. So, uh, I, you know, you can buy low on Kenyon Drake right now. Uh, I know a lot of people are panicking. It depends if you want to trade for the guy and have him as a you know, have him as a as a, as a running back on your bench. Just in case he, they start putting it together and he starts scoring some touchdowns, and then you've, you know, you, you you're gonna, you know, reap the benefits of a, you know, probably a little investment on him. I'm not against it, but I wouldn't trade for him to be a starter on your team by any means. But no. you know, I, with the, I, co- you know, with COVID and bye weeks and everything hitting us. Um, people might be in a panic, you know, to for, for roster moves and, have, and putting together a starting mm-hmm. lineup. So maybe if you can get Kenyon Drake for pennies on the dollar, I'd recommend it, but not as a starter on your team. I'd stash him and see if they get it together and make it a priority to get him the ball. Um, and then, you know, maybe that's beneficial there. But, so.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, so I'm looking at his stats, and he went, like, 16 rushes, 20 rushes, 18 rushes, 13 rushes. He's not having a very good average rush. And you know, everyone touts Washington's rush defense, and that's the defense he had the most success against. Mm -hmm. So I I don't understand what's happening there. Maybe their O-line struggling to get blocks out there for him. I haven't really seen many of the Arizona games, so I can't say whether or not that he's actually getting blocks. So that could be a huge problem that the O-line has concentrated a lot on moving around and protecting Kyler Murray and moved away from the running game.
0: He, he he's just I, I I'll tell you I'm a I'm a Kenyan Drake owner in a lot of leagues. So what I have on the NFL network, you know, the like I've got the Sunday ticket and I watch like eight games at once, you know, and mm-hmm. eight eight I do that. Yeah. And I really do focus on the Arizona game. And, and see, what in the world are they doing with Kenyon Drake? And I'm going to tell you, they're not getting him in space, and that's where he is dangerous. Um, they're trying to run him between the tackles a lot, and he's not that type of guy. He's not powerful at all. And right. so he, he's just not built for that. And it seems like that's what they're trying to do, and they're being stubborn about it and saying, well, by golly, this is going to work. Even if it's week 15, it's going to work eventually. I mean, so they're not they're not dumping the ball off to him in the flat and letting him do his thing and that's what they really really need to work on is is playing to his strengths and they're just not doing that right now i do focus on those games any cardinal fans out there or Kenyon drake owners out there probably agree with that so uh, another running back that's just that, that you know i don't know if put him on the disappointment list but david johnson has slightly underperformed i mean i don't know if people had high high expectations but he's got nine catches on the year through the first four games. I
1: expected more.
0: I did too. I mean, you would have thought like he is a PPR guy, and you would think that they're going to line up. What well, they? Oh, we're going to line him up at receiver. We're going to do this, 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 and this.
1: Dude's you know got what, nine catches. Nine catches. A lot of changes potentially going to come with uh, mm-hmm. the coaching staff moves and stuff. There, we'll see. We'll see. Let give him another week or so. Get get the rack together. Figure out what they're actually trying to do on offense. We may see a totally different David Johnson. I I like what I'm seeing from him running.
0: I like that he's healthy. I like yeah. that he's staying on the field. But he's another. He looks like
1: he looks like he's healthy too. Like he does when you watch him run. He he looks he looks better now than he did in week one. So that means he, he's progressing, probably getting uh you know some of his speed back and everything. But you know, and another guy that sluggish. I would target. He's he's a guy yeah. I would target for
0: like a bench running back, if someone's, you know, pretty ticked off with him, I you know, I would make – I'd give something for him. I mean, I wouldn't give a whole lot, but if someone's ready to move on from him because they're just so pissed off at him, then I'd take him. But not yeah. as a starter, just like we were saying with Kenyon Drake. You know, stash him, see what they do, see what the future holds, and it could be very, very beneficial, uh, you know, down the road in the next few weeks. So, um, you know, that's probably it for the running backs I can think of. The wide receivers out there, uh, really – all of the New York Giants wide receivers, but Darius Slayton especially. I, I, You know, he had that first week that was really, really good. Uh, he did well in that game. But he just hadn't done much in the last couple of weeks, and I, I really don't get it. Um, they're just Take not. Saquon
1: got hurt in week one.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: There's no running threat.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, they're just uh, playing back and, and making, them, making Daniel Jones beat them, you know.
1: Yeah, and that's not happening. Daniel Jones is out there getting you single-digit fantasy weeks, and it's not even worth to have him in Superflex. But uh, I don't know. I think Darius Slayton had the second most targets next to Evan Ingram. Uh, last weekend, it didn't seem to matter if you're not getting the ball thrown at you accurately. Again, I'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard to, to catch targets. The ball. To, you know, it,
0: the, I, right? I haven't seen any of point per target leagues yet. So, so, so right, yeah. so, that'd be
1: interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, the, hmm. anyway. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna chase that rabbit hole. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but what I want to say though is, if you watch. The New York football Giants play football right now, and you watch the receivers. Not a single one of them looks like they're running a hard route.
0: Yeah, it looks like they don't care. It looks like they don't care. Listen, my girlfriend is a diehard Giants fan, so when the Giants are on... I have, you know, it, they're, they're on somewhere in the house. So I watch it quite a bit, but like I said, I'm a Daniel mm-hmm. Jones guy. I, I had high hopes for him and I do own Slayton in a few leagues. So I do try to focus on that. And when Saquon, you know, that five seconds that Saquon played this season, but um, I watch it and, and I completely agree. It just seems like they're, they know they're not winning anything this year. So they're not going to go out there and, and, and push it too hard and hurt themselves. So, and it, and it, and it kind of shows. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, they look like they don't care. And then you got the the Jets players who look like they're just defeated. Yeah. I saw I saw a little short clip video the other day, and you know that Sarah McLachlan song with the the pets <laughs> yes. on the TV. Yeah. In the arms of the angel. Right. Yeah. So I saw, but it was like, like short video clips of all the Jets players on the bench looking like they're about to cry. And I was like, this is the saddest video I've seen all year. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe with Le'Veon Bell coming back this week, he can uh, use some of that money and you know donate just donate. a little to change one one Jets one Jet player's life. You know, I don't know whatever she's trying to get you to do. Or, <laughs> and, you know, so.
1: you're gonna you're gonna feed them for a year. All right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So you know, other than you that, can give man, a
1: Jets player, a new home. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's where they all and they succeed everywhere they go. Oh uh, yeah. You know the old Adam Gase. Let's get away from him and go mm-hmm. uh, blow up somewhere else. So. And 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 listen, man. Another guy that's uh, that's disappointed me so far, and a lot of people that's taking this guy pretty high is a wide receiver one, and that's DJ Moore. You know, he right? He's not the wide receiver
1: one. He's really not. He's Robbie not. Anderson. Went in there and said, "This is my job."
0: Absolutely. Now, Robbie Anderson's definitely on the list of play- players that have surprised us. Uh, you know, that have mm-hmm. overachieved and overperformed. So. Uh he's done fantastic He left Adam geese. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that he did. But he plays for he's playing for his old college coach uh now, and so that helps him out a little bit as well. But yeah. you know, DJ Moore's not done awful. It's not been too too awful, but people are expecting. I mean, he's got fifteen catch or eighteen catches so far uh through the first four games. That's just not gonna cut it. He's got no touchdowns. He's you know, he's just not putting together fantasy points right now, and I hope that they start focusing on him a little bit more, um, because it seems like sometimes when these stars don't get going, they do what they can to start really uh, getting them going, and I hope to goodness that he's one of the next ones in line like hey listen we need to get dj on track we need to get him some touchdowns we got to get him some a few of extra targets or something we've got to do it here so um i'm hoping he's the next one but right now uh, everyone's drafted him as a wide receiver one and he is he's 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 hurting you he's hurting you especially if you've you know if you've if you were a chubb owner or a saquon owner and you've got this guy as
1: your wide receiver one you're you're hurting right now Um, yeah and i i've played against a couple guys that it's like man they have a really good roster, and they drafted well, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be kind of rough. I like this guy's roster, and they have that, you know, the injury bug, and then they're also bit with the, I drafted DJ Moore.
0: hmm
1: And you know, I don't know. Darius Slayton was kind of like a later-round guy for me. I do I, Did I want him to put up more points? Yeah. Did I necessarily expect it? No. Right? DJ Moore, it's the opposite, though. I expected more points. Absolutely. So and and, and that's tough, but uh, oh well what do you do 18 receptions though over four games that's not too terrible it's not th- like i said th- the it's... touchdown thing is killing you so yeah
0: well and listen th- this time last year i think he only had you know through the first four games and and, and 2019 i think he had one touchdown but he had a lot more receptions i mean mm-hmm. right now he's on pace for about 70 or so catches last year he caught i think 87 balls i'm not 100 on that but i believe that's how many he caught um so we just – we need some more targets, and, and that's it. Now, different quarterback, different thing. You got Robbie Anderson there, like we said. So um, – and, you know, you would think with them uh, losing McCaffrey for a while, those targets going to have to be spread out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just not getting them. So we hope – I'm, I'm hoping that things turn around for him. And I, I really do think they will, but I, I'm not sure if he's going to be that – if he's going to finish as that wide receiver one that everyone kind of banked on him being this year. so um, Yeah, I agree.
1: I agree. The last
0: wide receiver that I want to talk about, and, and I don't want to talk about him very long because I've talked about him way too much in my life, and I'm done, super, super done with him. <laughs> but I have told everyone to leave this guy alone for three friggin' years, and that's A.J. Green.
1: Yeah, I've never owned him. Yeah, Not once, not never. This guy's droppable.
0: You couldn't even trade him if you wanted. I'm telling you, drop him. There's nothing. Um, there's so many other guys that we're going to get into here in a minute or two that are overachieving. That guys that are that are doing well that we didn't expect these things from. But AJ Green, man, dude, he's the wide receiver three on his own team. Man, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are the two guys there. Oh, AJ, yeah. AJ, I, I said it the other night in our, in our, uh, you know, podcast, we did, uh, the wire that I do with Tommy Harvey, man, we talked about this and, and Tommy and I've been friends for 20 years and played fantasy together for 20 years. And he knows how much I hate AJ and mm-hmm. this guy, uh, he's done actually I think I talked about him last night in the back row Raven show that we did collaboration with with Josh Miller over at the back row Bengals show we were talking about and and he is done as a Bengals fan he is a huge fan uh, of the Bengals diehard and he is super super done with AJ Green the guy has no chemistry with Joe Burrow at all he looks like he just doesn't give uh, a flip at all man and I, I'm hoping that the the Bengals move on from him. Maybe trade him to some team that thinks maybe they can revive something with him. Maybe San Francisco would be a good spot. I, I was don't gonna know. say
1: it's gonna be like the 49ers or something. Green Bay, maybe. I mean, eh, no. But, you need at least like three years to get any rapport with Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> yeah, so you guys I that, too stubborn to to change anything. But I I'm just know. saying. That's I'm, I'm just saying. I'd
0: drop him. I would, I wouldn't even. If you could trade him and get something, man. If you could trade him and get a draft pick, then by all means do it. But if you can't, tr- just drop him and watch some guy in your league pick him up and actually start him. That's that's like planting a mole on someone's team to really do them in. So think about yeah, yeah. that. You know that might be that might be the best offensive move uh, from AJ Green all year is that you can just drop him and some other schmuck wouldn't picks him up it be and plays cool? him.
1: Wouldn't it be cool if you could have, like, you know in Dynasty you have a taxi squad? Mm-hmm. What if you had a senior squad? <laughs> right? And then at some point through the year, you could pull them off the senior squad. You can't put them back on it, but you could pull them off the senior squad and plug them in. So, let's, you know, God forbid T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd or somebody gets hurt, A.J. Green may be relevant. Until then, he's on my senior squad. There you go. We need, we need to start that. Yeah, retire. Yeah. We need to start the senior squad. Yeah.
0: And leave people there. So let's move on tight end real quick. Not spend a whole lot of time, but man, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz has disappointed a lot of people. And you and wouldn't you think I mean for w- w- crying w- out loud that they have no receivers? Goddard's out. Dallas Goddard is gone. You would think, just think
1: that Zach Ertz would be peppered with targets. This guy should be getting twenty targets a game. Right, uh, and again, that would require Carson Wentz being a good quarterback. Gosh, I don't right. know what's happened, but it's affecting the entire team there. Mm-hmm. So, Zach Ertz, it's pissing me off because I traded for Ertz. I, I made a trade for Ertz. It was kind of a wild trade, and I got really lucky. But uh, in one of my dynasty leagues, I traded away. Uh, what was it? It was right before they made a quarterback switch. It was... I traded Mitchell Trubisky and Darren Waller away. And in return, I got Phillip Rivers. So, meh, it's a super flex league, so I still wanted a starting quarterback like in return. So I took Phillip Rivers and Cooper Cup and Zach Ertz.
0: Man, it sounds good for you. I, yeah. You know, there's not a, probably a person in this world that loves Cooper Cup more than I do. And I don't know, man.
1: You you and Matthew Berry, you're competing. It's oh, his little Cooper Matthew
0: Cup. Matthew Barry can kiss it. He can yeah, kiss I know, it. right. Okay. I, yeah, I have declared Cooper Cup as my own. He is my boo. Oh, so okay. Does yeah, Cooper Cup know this. <laughs> um, well, it's a, a whole restraining order thing. He he's aware of it. You oh, know? so but, it's like a creepy kind of boo. All right, I'm messing with you anyway. But no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Ertz, man. I I said it, and I've said it for the last few months that it's time to trade Zach Ertz before it's too late. And I have always been an advocate for trading a guy a year early than a year too late. And and so and so am I, I the sucker getting Zach Ertz? No, no, no. I don't think so, because I mean, every, no one can predict this. I mean, he's not hurt, he's right. not he's right. not slow, uh, but they're just not they're just not getting the ball to him. And you would think right now that they would just, you would think that he had been tra- he would be treated like like George like, Kittle was the yeah. other night.
1: That's your uh, that's your path to success. Like Zach Ertz has been he's already proven that he can be that. Absolutely, throw him the ball.
0: Absolutely, and you know, and yeah, I traded him in a dynasty league. I, I moved him in a dynasty league. A guy was hurting at tight end, and I uh I had Hayden Hurst and uh, as a backup. So I moved Zach Ertz straight up for J.K. Dobbins, and um. That's I a good think, move. Yeah. Dynasty think, League? Yeah, Dynasty League. I think that's going to be a very – it's going to pay off big time for me. I do, so. too. I do, too. Yep, yep, that's going to be good uh, stuff. Hayden
1: but, Hurst, though, I, I don't know if I would re- sit, be sitting back relying on Hayden Hurst.
0: Yeah, he's underachieved a little bit. I, you know, a lot of people were high on him, and he was this – He was the tight end sleeper, you know, and and then Blake Jarwin kind of creeped up
1: there at the end. But,
0: yeah, Hayden Hurst. I think Hayden
1: Hurst, I I think I even called that on a previous show. You did. Where you were high on Hayden Hurst, and I was like, I "I don't think he's going to do well. He's he's no Austin Hooper. Like, he's no anything. Like, he's not like that to me. So, for me, Hayden Hurst was kind of like, if you're going for Hayden Hurst, uh, you're on a hope and a prayer yeah, he's just, he's, well, if you missed out a on report thing,
0: yeah, it is, it is. And you know, and I kind of talked about in the off season where he was driving up to, uh, Atlanta to work out with Matt, Matt Ryan on a regular mm-hmm. basis. And, and me being a diehard Ravens fan, I'm, you know, I've got a little soft spot in my heart for Hayden Hurst, but I will say this, he, he has not a, performed to, he's not put up the numbers yet. But I'm watching these games. He's another guy I'm focused on. I watch a lot of these games. I go back and watch him, study him, you know, kind of see. I mean, that's how you get your advantage moving forward. I yep. will say this, that Hayden Hurst is getting more targets. Uh, and, and I believe, I still believe that uh, by midseason here, he's going to be a fairly consistent uh fantasy player for you so he's a guy that I do target still right now that I think I can get on the cheap because you're not going to give up much for him and it can really it's low risk but could be very very high reward for you but it's a little hard right now to play him as your starting tight end because you just don't know yet and and so um but some people may not have that choice. And, and, and you kind of had said something about Austin Hooper a, a moment ago. What's your thoughts on Hooper? I mean, you know, I've not been a big Austin Hooper guy, especially in that Cleveland Browns offense that they just don't target the tight end. but with the, you know, the, it was the three-headed monster, then the two-headed monster. And now that David and Joku's coming back off of IR, what do you do you see Hooper being a, a tight end one or even a startable tight end in fantasy now?
1: I don't know. I don't know that he's necessarily been a starting tight end since he left Atlanta. Nope. And I was just I was just looking at some target stuff on Hayden Hurts. He said he's getting more targets and his targets weren't really a whole lot. It was like five, eight, three, six. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a ton of targets. It's not. Um But they've got a- all those. Austin I mean Hooper, when you got Calvin you know, Ridley,
0: yeah.
1: Right, there's a lot of targets there, but Austin Hooper, like he went two targets, four targets, four targets, seven targets. And so this last week he got seven targets. That's pretty damn good. And that was against touchdown. Dallas. That they, they were it throwing
0: all, I mean, me and you could throw for three hundred yards on Dallas, to be honest with you right now, the way their defense is playing.
1: I mean, I'll throw a football over that mountain.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you though. I, I just, Atlanta would have been smart to keep Hooper. I just don't think they wanted to pay him. They saw an opportunity to Hayden Hurst to, Hey, look, we can take a year to develop this guy. Right. The problem is Matt Ryan's not really getting much younger. So I don't know what their plan is for quarterback either. He still looks good. Now that he but, looks fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do too. Right. But, he, he is getting older and he's getting up there and we'll, we'll see what happens with that over the next couple of years. I think you're going to see a lot of changes well, I, to the Atlanta organization yeah. very soon,
0: but they've got so. such a horrible defense. Like you're talking about Dallas and their Atlanta's defense can't stop anyone. And so you would think uh, they've got to throw the ball all over the place. And they are, they're throwing and throwing oh, and yeah. throwing and throwing just like Dallas is throwing and throwing and throwing. And you're seeing some results with Dalton Schultz uh, in Dallas. But, yeah. you know, Hayden Hurst, you know, Russell Gage has played pretty well. You had Julio come back the other night and then leave again. Calvin Ridley is playing out of his mind until the other night where he put up a big goose egg. Um, yeah,
1: and Russell Gage, was he was cleared from concussion protocol and then he played and he just didn't look quite right. Nope. So I don't know if he was just trying to avoid getting hit. Maybe he wasn't really ready to play. I I don't know. Concussions are kind of weird. Um so and like I was saying about Matt Ryan's age, he's thirty-five. Yep. So I'm not saying he's an old man, but he is one of the older quarterbacks in the league. And he still seems to have the arm strength though, so I don't know. I just feel like, you know, he's he's got all the targets.
0: I think better things are coming for Hayden Hurst.
1: I really, really do. And it could I, be, especially with Julio being out. Yeah, so. and and he's
0: a mismatch. He's a mismatch, and um, they just got to they got to play together, you know, some more and and really build that rapport. But I really do think that uh, better things are coming for Hayden Hurst. So. That's it for as far as our, our underachievers, and we'll finish up on a good note and talk about some of these guys that are overperforming and doing so well, and at, at the quarterback position, I mean, how can you deny, I mean, probably your MVP front runner right now in Russell Wilson. This guy has 16 touchdowns already.
1: This dude's nasty. I mean, I I'm, have I, him in a couple leagues, and I'm so happy. Like, so happy. And it's so weird because I was like, eh, I'll take Russell Wilson here. seems like good draft capital. Like I'm good. I like drafting him where I got him. And then it was just like, woo, it's so worth it. Right. Cause he's just out there just crapping all over every team. And it's really, really strange to see the Seahawks passing as much as they are, but I love it. Hey, listen, Russell Wilson's
0: on pace right now to throw 64 touchdowns this season. So uh, that's the uh, most
1: ridiculous thing, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate that's... that on pace, yeah. yeah. We'll see so, what happens. I yeah. hope
0: he I hope he does it. Man. I hope he does it. They're so much fun to watch. I mean, their defense isn't the greatest. It's not as it's not as awful, um, maybe as Dallas or, or Atlanta's, but man, they're not too far off. They're they're having to throw it a bunch as well. But they're just letting Russ, man, do his thing, man. Just go do your thing. And and they, they they've let him loose and it has not uh you know, it's panned out just fine for them. So uh, it's I, nice I expect to see it's nice it is. to see Russ out there balling out and there's nobody that throws a better deep pass in this league than Russell Wilson. Not, I, not I'll no, agree with that. Absolutely. Another quarterback that's just blown up this year. And I will say is overachieving. That's Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen may be a league winner for you this year. People didn't take him very, very high, but right now through the first four games, he's got 15 touchdowns. Three of them have come on the ground. So, uh, He's. I've watched him play quite a bit. He still overthrows the ball a little bit. You know, you get those quarterbacks. And, and, and that guy's throwing 100. He is 100, real strong. He's throwing 100-mile-an-hour fastball at everyone. But uh, the addition of Stefan Diggs has really, really helped out uh, with them. And, man, this guy looks good. He he looks like the real deal. He, he has improved probably more than anyone uh, as far as the quarterback position that I've seen uh, this year. Um, yeah
1: I agree with that a lot like he looks he looks pretty good out there and I think them building a team around him and his strengths has helped him out a lot and build his confidence up and he looks like he's just going to be a stud quarterback
0: he really really does and and he legit uh, right now looks like a league winner if he keeps up at this pace and 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 it's I mean he absolutely should I mean he is the new Cam Newton uh he's running the ball in he's the goal line running back there it seems um so he keeps up this pace man he's he's gonna win a lot of leagues for guys you know he's that quarterback every year it's there's that there's that guy it was you know it was Patrick Mahomes a couple of years ago it was Lamar last year and and Josh Allen looks like that dude this year so uh yeah Yep, yep, that's a good one. So, moving on to the running backs, and and, and running backs are pretty predictable. I mean, we all predicted that James Robinson was going to blow up this year, right? I mean,
1: Yeah, I was I was all on that train. Yeah, we've said it all offseason. Pick up and when James they announced, Robinson. Like, <laughs> they announced, like, oh, we're going to uh, – what did they say? Like, they released Leonard Fournette, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go pick up Chris Thompson. At least they'll be throwing him the ball. Yeah, no. I, I, think I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah, no one picked up James Robinson. I did – in everyone had reichwell
1: Armstead. Yeah, everyone. And Rykel picked Armstead up. Armstead is apparently, he's apparently had COVID since the beginning of the year. Yeah, he's I think he, he might COVID be the list.
0: original COVID carrier or something, he man. Something. I mean, Lord of Mercy, he is. I just they're just not playing him. The dude's just not ready. He's not fit. He something's going on there. But James Robinson has been a a, a big time uh, surprise this year for for a lot of people, and I picked him up in a couple of leagues. But I'll tell you. It reminds me of when I picked up, you know, Damian Williams a couple of years ago. Everybody went and rushed out there to. Pick, I can't remember who the running back was. I think it was Daryl Williams or something. Yeah,
1: And, yeah, yeah. and
0: I, I went ahead. I just said, you know what? I'll pick up Damian Williams just for the hell of it. You know, it the, the, he might play. And it was the same thing with Robinson this year. A lot of people picked up Armstead, and I said, you know what? Uh, You know, for for kicks and giggles, I'll pick up James Robinson. I'll stash him and see what happens. And this is one of those that really, really panned out. So I'm glad that I have him. And I know a lot of people that have him are so, so glad to have him as well. Yeah,
1: and he surprised a lot of people, man. He came out and took the starting job. Yep. And I don't – it's hard to tell, like, are the Jaguars tanking? Are they not tanking? Is this guy their starting running back because they're tanking or is it because he earned it? I don't understand what's happening. However, he's starting to get targets in the passing game, too. So, um, he's only dropped the one ball that's been thrown at him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's performed. Uh, he's he's played extremely well. He looks great. Yeah. Um, he's Like I said, he's catching the ball. I mean, what was it, two games ago he had 31 fantasy points or something in PPR league. So, this past week, was he came back down to earth a little bit, but... Um, he gives them the best chance to win, and he's the best running back on the team uh, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. So he's, he's their workhorse. And workhorse running backs, man, these these guys are hard to come by right now. They sure are. And he is definitely one of them. So if you have him out there, guys, congratulations on that. Um, I don't know if I'm targeting him via trade because his, his value is – probably pretty doggone high right now and I don't know if I'm comfortable trading for him uh giving up what I'd probably have to give up unless I'm really unless maybe I'm that Eckler owner or that Nick Chubb owner and I'm just super desperate because anybody that had James Robinson on their team picked him up off the waiver wire so they've got their running backs you know so yeah uh, you know maybe you can go and get him but gosh almighty it's gonna be hard to give up a lot unless you're just really in a pickle So, and the same thing with Miles Gaskin with uh, the Dolphins. I mean, everybody picked up Jordan
1: Howard. They picked
0: up Matt Breida. There wasn't a man. I'm so
1: mad about Jordan Howard. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. How is he not better? How is he not better than Miles Gaskin? Why did they sign him? Why did they bring him
0: in? Why did they sign him to this two year contract that they picked? I mean, what is the point? I don't get it. Matt Breida. Matt Burita is super, super fast, dynamic, an electric player. Yeah. He's barely getting any touches. What the hell is up in Miami? Because now I mean, I guess they, you know, the news came out they were gonna maybe consider, you know, the the what was it, the 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 mayor or someone, the governor or whatever said that you can You know, be at full capacity or allow sixty five thousand fans in that stadium, but I think something
1: like that. They're like they're keeping it at thirteen thousand. Thank. They said they could do start their phase three, whatever that means. Um, I just think it has to do with what things are allowed to be open and what you are allowed to do. Um, it it that's a lot of people to be putting in there. Like Pittsburgh's doing seventy five hundred fans or seventy five hundred people in the facility. That includes players, staff, everything. Yeah. So it's not gonna be seventy five hundred fans. It's probably gonna be more like seven thousand fans. So yeah, I don't know. It's still quite a bit. But Miami's doing thirteen thousand and I'm pretty sure the COVID rates down there are pretty high. So it it's weird. It's it okay. Is. No, it's I think it's I think it's mostly because November's coming up and COVID's gonna go
0: away. Oh yeah, because yeah, it's gonna it's gonna drop down to the chilly seventies down there in Miami. You know, it's gonna just no, freeze I'm it all thinking, away. No, I'm thinking
1: like because uh, the election will be over. Oh yeah, so.
0: that's what you mean. Oh, you got yeah. you, Never mind.
1: Never, we're not a political yeah. podcast, so we're going to leave that alone. Not at
0: all. Not at all.
1: Not at <laughs> all.
0: So, you know, I don't know if there's any other running backs that really jump out to me that have overachieved this year. Now, I mean, some people might put Kareem Hunt there, but we've always said that Kareem Hunt had his own standalone value. So I don't know if I'd call him an overachiever, but maybe Chris Carson. You know, some people were real hesitant about bringing him in because of this Carlos Hyde signing and everything. But you know, Carson has been a pleasant surprise for a lot of a lot of people out there. He's got five touchdowns right now. He's got three of them uh, are receiving touchdowns. Yeah, uh, and that offense is friggin' dynamic. Coming along. Oh yeah, they're gosh. good. Gosh, he's gonna have so many touchdown opportunities. Uh, he has been a very, very, very nice surprise for me because I do have Carson in a couple of leagues, and thank God that I have him because those leagues are, you know, leagues that I own Saquon and or Nick Chubb. So thank goodness Ooh. I've got Carson. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's that been a pleasant surprise. Wide receiver-wise, we already talked about Robbie Anderson there um, and what he's done there. Fantastic start for him. He's, he's a great receiver. Uh, I don't see him slowing down at all, but... A guy that I have just—I've never been a fan of for years. I mean, I don't know if I've ever been a fan of his. Is Amari Cooper, and and the reason why is because uh. we've always said Amari Cooper is a roller coaster ride, man. He yeah, he, he puts up great yeah, he numbers. Is. He puts up those big numbers one week, and man, he he just he doesn't show up the following week, or even the week after that. Sometimes he's just
1: oh, he's such yeah, a we, headache. So we talked about that, and says we it was, have. It looks like you know maybe he just uh, he. It looks like he gives up on a route. Like they're not going to throw it to me. I'm only going to half-ass run this. Yeah, that's annoying. Run your route. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And,
1: but and maybe this—he looks like he is running his routes. His he many is. targets as he's getting, I, I don't know. Maybe he it, is super, it super it consistent the switch right on. now. Listen, I, I, I think C.D. Lamb lit a fire under his ass. Is what happened. I I tend to agree there. I tend to agree. So he's
0: he's catching the ball. He's he's super super. Uh, consistent. I mean, right now, right now through the first four games, Amari Cooper has 51 targets. He's got 37
1: catches for over 400 so, yards. Let, let Let's be real here, though. With Dallas having a terrible defense, they've been playing from behind and trying to come back to win games. Right. So, yeah. what happens? We like to call that garbage time. Mm-hmm. Which, to a fantasy player, that's fine. I love wide receivers on teams with terrible defenses i.e. Amari Cooper. Or even CeeDee Lamb. He's on our list too for overachievers. I knew he was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be this soon. Well and the same kind of goes, uh, what was what guy's not on our list? Justin Jefferson.
0: Absolutely. Justin oh, Jefferson's man. another one of those guys. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, but we kind of expected, you know, a lot of people said, oh, he's going to slide into that Stephon Diggs role. Um and and it looks and, like and that's some. Yeah, and that looks like exactly what happened. And he's, you know, he's just getting better. I think he made a comment saying, you know, hey, I didn't have a preseason. These first few games was kind of like a preseason for me. He goes, I'm ready now. I'm ready. Yeah, Yeah. Um, he he looks ready too. You know, but, you know, speaking of, you know, another thing with the Dallas, but going back to that real quick with Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, how much they're performing right now. You know, some of it's probably got a little bit to do. Obviously, they played from behind. Crazy, crazy uh, deficits. But – you know, Dak is playing for a contract. You know, and 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 they are throwing the ball right now through the first four games. Dallas is throwing the ball, I think, more than any team ever has in the history of the NFL. I mean, it's it's crazy. But I, I I've heard on other shows, I've 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 listened to a, you know a few podcasts, read a lot of articles, things like that, saying that this may be the time to trade Dak Prescott. Because his value, I'm telling you, his value will probably never be higher in a dynasty league, in any fa- a redraft league, keeper league, man, whatever it is. Tell me that his 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 stock can get any higher than it is right now. Because coming up, they're playing against the Giants. They're playing against Arizona. They're playing Washington, Philly. They're playing. That's their next four games. And and I think that that. Dallas will probably have a lead in those games. So you're going to see a lot more of Zeke. Um, And you're not going to have to see them throw the ball and chuck it around as much. I think he's still going to put up great fantasy points, but not at the rate that he is now. It's going to take a step back. They're going to need to pump the brakes a little bit because they, they don't have to chuck it around so much. So I think that Dak could be a guy you could trade. I'm just saying you'd have to get a haul. You'd have to give me quite a bit in order for me to even move him. but if somebody's willing to do it, I say take advantage. heck even if you can maybe pick up Zeke has a little bit underperformed uh, because of all this passing. He might be a guy you could get at a slight discount right now and I would certainly recommend because he, you know he's pretty consistent, he's pretty durable, doesn't get hurt. And um, if you can get him at a, at a discount right now, I'd certainly recommend it. With the schedule that's coming up, it's going to be more Zeke uh, focused on that. So, not for sure, yeah, yeah. So you know, to finish off the show, you know, we'll talk a little bit about some of the tight ends. There's not a whole lot. I mean, Robert Tanyan went off the other night, but like you said uh, before we even went on the air, we may not want to get too too over excited about that because Devonte Adams has been missing some time, and and when he comes back. It, you know, the other night, it would have probably been Devontae Adams having a three touchdown night instead of yep. Tonyan. So, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't get too crazy about this, this out there, people. He is a tight end. So, tight end can be thin. Um, you could probably use him, but I wouldn't expect big, big things, especially when Adams comes back. Uh, Dalton Schultz has been a nice little uh, surprise. Uh, I, we kind of had some high expectations. Um, for Blake Jarwin because we knew what he could do and uh, Dalton Schultz has filled in that role and he's getting targets he's getting targets in the end zone. Um so that's been a nice that's little matters. <laughs> that does. Uh, especially the for tight ends. Touchdowns matter. Yep. Touchdowns matter for tight ends, which which brings us to our last tight end and that's Jimmy Graham. Dude, I have hated Jimmy Graham over the last several years. I wouldn't touch him. He made a list of the of, of the tight end that I would never touch. I would never own him on a team. He's like A.J. Green to me. I will never have you again.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And then all of a sudden, Chicago's using him, and they're using him in the red zone. Now, the other day, he had three catches for, I think, 44 yards. Yeah, PPR league gets, you know, seven and a half points or so. It's not awful. You could do a heck of a lot worse but he is getting targets in the end zone, not the red zone, but the end zone. He, they brought him in to catch touchdowns. And yeah. So keep, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, keep that in mind out there. I mean, he may not catch one every game, but he's had a couple of games. I mean, two of the four games he's caught touchdowns in, and that's hard to beat. when it I mean, unless you've got a Mark Andrews or, or Travis Kelsey or a Kittle, you can't ask for much more. Than, than that, maybe catching a touchdown or two every other game, and he is their touchdown target, and that's what they brought him in there for. So I think he'd be a great, nice little uh, guy. And in, in, in a lot of leagues, he's still on the waiver wire. If he is, I'd go pick him up. I'd snatch him up. You never know what you're going to get there. But it mm-hmm. can't it can't. I mean, you're getting mm-hmm. him for free. It certainly can't hurt to have him on your. I mean, like I told you, I was in a in a in a work league, and I traded him. I picked him up on the wire a couple of weeks ago. And traded him and Kenyon Drake. Now it's a one quarterback league, but I traded him and uh, Jimmy Graham and Kenyon Drake for Russell Wilson and DJ Chark. Um, and, and, that's
1: a steal. Yeah, that's yeah, such people,
0: a steal. yeah, people. Yeah, people listening to the show right now are thinking, What what kind of idiot can I get in that league? Can yeah, that what kind of idiot made that deal? Well listen, yeah. He wanted a running back and he listened to all that hype last week when it came to Kenyon Drake saying, Oh, this is the week that Kenyon busts out. Um, so I took full advantage of that. Because okay, give me oh listen, if Kenyon Drake busts out against Carolina like he was supposed to, um that's just one game. You know, after that, it might go back to the same where he's not getting the targets or maybe not getting the touches. I mean, he's getting touches. They're just not resulting in much. So yeah. I'm not going to – you know, listen, if I can get Russell Wilson and DJ Chark for a potential on that, you know, on one game, golly, man, I'm taking that 100, 100% of the time. So, um, you know, and that's what I did there. So, you know, Jimmy Graham's a nice little – you know, I just played off of the Jimmy Graham hype, so it it It, it helped. Anything else that. you want to
1: cover there, man?
0: Anything else you
1: got? Uh, not really. I don't think so. Um I don't know. I feel like I had something earlier. It's gone. I lost it. It's getting late. I'm sleepy. Yeah,
0: it is. It is. It's definitely getting late, so we'll go ahead and shut it down. But but before we get off here, man, I want I, I want to say I, that I appreciate you. Um, I know that you may be taking some time off right now. Work is getting real, real busy. Family life is, is taking up some time of yours yeah. and that's, uh, you know, that's top priority. You know, we all, we do this for fun and, uh, I have very, very, very much appreciated having you as a co-host on here. Um, even though I'm a diehard Ravens fan and you're a diehard Steelers fan, we've, uh, we've, we've gotten along just fine and, You've, you've certainly helped me and, and made me more knowledgeable as far as a fantasy player. And and I wanted to
1: say, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I feel the same, man. Like I, I've enjoyed our conversations a lot. I love being on the, the show with you. I love recording with you. Uh, it's just, it's, it's getting to be a little bit much for me right now. So I'm going to st- step away for a little bit, maybe pop on as a guest every now and then with you guys, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, and looking forward to it, man. I just hope that uh, you know I will welcome you back with open arms, and that's that. That's something I promise. So, um, like I said, we, well, I appreciate we, that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you, man. I, you know we're gonna miss you. So, um, with all that being said, that's today's episode. Uh, you know, be sure to check us out next week. We'll uh, we'll have a new episode of the Wire coming out Monday night. Every Monday night, we'll have that.
1: And, uh, you and guys new... got to check that out. It was so good. If you guys listened to this one, you didn't listen to the Wire episode, you got to check that out. It's, yeah, yeah, it's we, we just...
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. We focus on the waiver wire. We're trying to get to you as quick as we can Monday nights. That way you have uh, all day Tuesday to really make those claims, you know, s- you know, spend your fab money wisely, whatever it may be. So, yeah, yeah keep on the lookout for that. Every Monday night, uh, me and Tommy Harvey have that show coming out. And then, you know, every Wednesday, we should have this uh, Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show as well. Um, so for myself, uh, for Rob Sprout, who we appreciate here, uh, we, we appreciate you listening to the show. Any questions, feel free to hit us up at DynastyProsFF on Twitter, uh, any of that, or you can hit me up at DynastyProsBob. Um, but for the time being, we appreciate you listening. And everyone out there, please, please, please stay safe.